welcome and uh, thank you for joining us. 580-5436-580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetsoFinancial.net if you prefer email. You know, I, I think I'm going to start where kind of Kevin and I left off, uh, and that is thinking about the economy versus all the noise and how awful the political situation is. And we lay that over top. I know we've talked about this before, but boy, does it ever bear repeating when we're talking about markets that seem to be defying the classic valuation techniques, which is in the second hour I'm going to talk about extensively as well, a little bit different uh, thought process there. But we have to be not putting our feelings over top of that, our feelings that this is crazy. We've got a doddering old man who is as corrupt as as we've ever seen. He can't find himself out of a room. And we're trying to pretend that this, if you're a Democrat, that this isn't what you see. That's all okay, that whoever it is behind the scenes is actually, you know, that's okay, that we didn't elect them, and they are pulling the strings the way I want. Or that I hate Donald Trump or Republicans or whatever so much, it doesn't matter what happens to our country. We don't even talk about what's going on at the border as an administration. Don't even talk about it. It's remarkable that you can ignore this. Okay, I'm not here for politics, but understanding. This is what we have, and the market hits all-time highs. Does that seem normal to you? Is that how it feels that we ought to be at all-time highs with this kind of chaos? Because it doesn't. It doesn't for anybody that's human, I think. I, 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 because we all feel. We feel this. And on the other hand, our leading contender is in court every day, is clearly 100% about himself, not about any ideas that would help the country. Oh, he was a good president or whatever people want to say, but is that what we're thinking? Uh, And let's just pretend you're not like uh, a far-right Republican. Do you feel like that's okay because now the world is going to turn towards somebody like that and that's going to make things all better? Or will then those folks feel the same way about the world being upside down and incapable of governing itself? It's chaos. My chaos guy is better than your chaos guy is the argument, not my guy has great ideas going forward. My guy is four years, my guy is three years, into one of the most chaotic, awful administrations in all of history. Absolutely awful. One of those two guys, at this point, appears likely to be president of the United States. I want to own stocks, especially at all-time highs. I want to own some AI. Give me stocks at all-time highs that everybody tells me has too high a P.E. ratios, too high book to value, whatever you want to say. We're teetering on a recession. We're 
too much in debt, all of these things. And of course, neither presidential candidate says we are going to do anything about the 33, 34, 35 trillion dollars we have in debt. In fact, one of them says, bragging this week, we are going to absolutely continue to defy the law. So we were told, no, we cannot wipe out student loans. Look at me. I'm Al Capone. I do whatever I want to do. I go to round the law, and then I brag about it. That's our that's our that's our feelings now. That's our body politic. And Nvidia goes to two trillion dollars. Microsoft, Google, Met, Meta, the market goes to all time highs. And what do people do? They sit on their six trillion dollars in money markets. Some chase in, going after the hot stocks. but mostly stay on the sidelines, waiting for the shoe to drop because feelings are not stocks. Feelings is not the economy. Chaos in Washington, D.C. is not what's going on with AI, productivity, however you want to phrase it. We can talk about AI like it's in this box in the corner, and only the, it only benefits AI companies. It's not true. It benefits all of them. We have a labor shortage about to go away. Our world is going to change in ways we can't imagine. We truly can't. Some good, some bad. Deep fakes, all those things. That's the way we can think about it. But we can also think about the positive side of things. Not to be Pollyannish, but to recognize why in the world we're at all-time highs when these are our leaders. It's nuts. And on college campuses, we talk about how October 7th never really happened. And on the other hand, we can't even address the fact of what's going on with Palestine in any kind of long-term way. It's, it's all or none. It's not seeing the world as it really is. It's, well, my politics go this way. Okay, but once again, we're at all-time highs. Believe what you want to believe. Be on the left, be on the right, be in the middle, be whatever you are politically. But we all feel that it's out of control, and we think about our investments that way. Why do you think Fox News runs like nonstop gold ads? Like it's, it's, it's constant. Well, what's in your safe? Well, uh, the world is ending. It's the only real thing. Blah, blah, blah. On and on. I've heard this nonsense for 40 years. Why? Because we're watching this and feeling like the world is upside down. We can't possibly invest in an upside down world. So what do we do? We buy gold. Oh, yeah. The world is ending. I guess. Uh-huh. Never has, but uh-huh. Now it is. Yeah, and I want to know what that washed-up actor has in its safe. Uh-huh. Yeah, because that's really important. Super, duper important what, what the B-movie actor thinks I should do financially. Super important. Remarkable. Why? Because we sit and listen to the droning 
of how the world is so bad and our feelings are it can't possibly be good for the markets. And so it's a great place to run gold ads. Of course, it's targeted. And apparently conservatives must really, 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 really actually be the biggest pessimists in the world and the most, most certain that we're all going to die. That's my only other conclusion I can come to, is that conservatives are all sure that we're all going to die any day soon. Or maybe they would be running on MSNBC as well. I know it feels like I, I digress. I don't digress. This is exactly why so many people are on the sidelines. This really isn't a talk about politics. It's a talk about chaos and how everybody feels right now on the left, on the right, in the middle, that we can do better than this. We need to do better than this. And our guy being a blowhard buffoon that can't stay out of the, uh, out of, out of the uh, court, courtrooms, fair or not fair, is better than a doddering old man that can't find his way out of the room, is not a political argument. It's stupid. It's this is the best we've got. And this is why we feel like we do. That's the problem that we face with our emotions in investing and why it's always this constant thing. We can't be thinking about politics when we invest. You can't. Bottom line, Republicans and Democrats have about the same record. Too short a record. And in the long run, our morals and our compass, our economy, they matter more. But that's the very, very long run. Not who the next president will be. Got to take a quick break. Our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetsoFinancial.net. We'll be right back. Hello, good morning, and thank you for joining us. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Amazing to me how off track our thinking can get. And also, and I'll talk about this in the second hour, what in the world is going on with the market? We're hitting all-time highs. We just keep doing it, defying gravity. Trees don't grow to the sky. We all know all those sayings, right? All of them. And I'll talk some more about that in the second hour. It's uh, interesting to me. It's, it's It's a great thought experiment for me is to be thinking about, not trying to predict what the market's going to do, but what is in front of us? What, what is happening now? The, the big why. Why is this happening? How can it be happening? And, and, and that's really, for me, the, the whole question. So we'll talk about that in the second hour. And I, I just kind of want to finish up our thoughts here as we, we head towards Idaho's caucus, and uh, which I think is very interesting. I, you know, it's I, I didn't know this uh, I, as a youngster, but, it, you know, a caucus is a kind of a you get in a room and people make speeches. Then they speak about their candidate. Right. And try to convince people to come and sit on their side of the room, so to speak. Right. It's like, OK, I agree with them now. And then they do this periodically and 
kind of come up with and the, you know timeline and then boom this is what we have we've got this many people on this side and this many there but i think the whole arguing process is a very healthy one instead of already deciding who's what and i know people have their favorites they already do but it's a neat process so uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, and, and I also enjoyed uh, Kevin's comments about it, too. I thought that was very good. All right. In the next hour, we're going to talk about NVIDIA hitting $2 trillion. Do you know where it was five years ago? Five years ago, $100 billion. And I'll bet you'd never heard of them. I'll just bet you'd never heard of them. All they were were making gaming chips. That's who they were. And now, a 20-fold later, unbelievable run. Unreal. All right, you hear the music. We're out. We'll talk to you in the next hour after Fox News. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. And like we always like to say, these are my opinions, my opinions only. We're not here to tell you to buy, 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 or sell, sell, sell. If we talk about Apple or Google or NVIDIA, it has nothing to do with you, whether you ought to buy it, sell it, or anything like that. It's silly. And stock trading, investing, is not about that. It's not. Now, this is important. You've heard me say all the rest before, but this is important to understand. Investing is not jumping on the latest bandwagon, trading stocks for the activity. It is not about that. It's about buying and owning the greatest corporations in the world oftentimes through thick and thin. Sometimes corporations change and they should be dropped. But one of the most modern classic examples I can give you is Apple. Every time they'd come out with earnings that were great. Cash flow was, wow, that's impressive. They've got $130 billion. Wow, they bought back a gazillion shares of stock. Holy cow, they started a dividend. But they're really just an equipment company. They really aren't a software company. They're not a digital company. And look at their phones. There's no way people are going to spend $1,000 for a phone. Not when the iPhone 5 is barely better than the 4 or the 8 is better than the 7. Or let's, let's, let's tell everybody the same thing again when it's the 8, the 9, the 10, the 11, the 12. The camera's really not all that much better. I know finally all that rumbling stopped. But since the iPhone was invented 17 years ago, really not in the dark ages, folks, 17 years ago, Apple is up 40-fold since you had in your hand a world-changing product. And it was obvious it was a world-changing product. It took your breath away when you understood what an app was compared to the Crackberry and the number one leading phones of the day that gave you a crack habit because you couldn't stand to use them. They were inoperable. You, This was a game changer. And you knew it. Didn't have to be a techie. And let's say you waited a while, and you're only up 35-fold. But every time this happens, every time they announced more earnings, what did they tell you? 
they told you you probably needed to get out over and over and over and over and over and over again. So tell me now, what is the value of Wall Street analysis? What's the value? Trading? Getting out? Making a tiny bit of money until the next trade, which doesn't work out, so you gave it all back? Or is it matter that you own a company that goes up 40-fold and covers up every other mistake you could ever possibly make in your whole life? Because that's what investing is. It's occasionally hitting a grand slam home run. And most things don't work out that well. That's just the way it is. Now, what do people think with their trading? Why did I buy this? Oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Oh, no. Why do we own this? Here I go again. I lost a little bit of money on this thing over here. How many Apples do you have to have in a portfolio? How many Googles? NVIDIAs? Meta, Facebook, even Berkshire Hathaway, the big conglomerate. How many, how many of those do you have to have in your portfolio to cover every possible mistake and turn out to be getting more than the 10% per year that the market actually does? That's what investing is. It's not this constant noise of what everything is wrong in the world. I wonder if I should be considering that. Dave, what do you think about this? Don't you think gold right now? What about Bitcoin over here? I hear small caps are really good. What about international? You know, nobody talks about international anymore. Might be time to start looking at it. You know why they don't talk about it anymore? Because for 15 years, 15 years, you constantly heard about how they were undervalued compared to their U.S. counterparts. In other words, you could get great bargains overseas, except the bargains kept being better as the underperformance of foreign continued. Year after year after year after year, which leads me to this. We are exceptional. America is different. We may be global citizens, but we're different. We are totally different than anywhere else in the world. Our valuations ought to be sky high because you should be investing here. Everyone should be. Almost all the innovation in the world comes here. Certainly the Chinese steal a lot and have been able to create industries around stolen stuff. Great. Great innovators or great thieves. What do you want? Who do you want to invest with? Great thieves? Lots of people did. Got to invest in China. Going to become the biggest economy in the world. Yada, 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 yada. No rule of law. Oh, that's a problem. Hmm. Well, it's not a problem today. Let's think. Oh, yeah, it is a problem today. Businessmen disappear. Ooh, that's not really good for the valuations of Alibaba when their CEO just kind of disappears. Weird but suddenly people aren't real sure they want to invest in Alibaba. And Europe, the great outdoor museum. Because we can do it better, fairer, however you want to phrase it. We want government to dictate capitalism, not the markets. And how's that working for innovation? Doesn't. 
So if you want to buy giant, labor-ridden car companies, then, man, I've got an area for you to invest in. That would be Europe. We're different. We're trying not to be different. I get it. And that's where the politics that I talked about in the first hour comes in. Just stop it. Stop worrying about politics as to why y'all need to go buy gold. Just turn it off. It has never worked. Now, just stop it. I mean, at what point in time do we just go, look, I don't care about this anymore. I am not going to dig deeper in the Internet as to why everything is going to go to heck in a handbasket. I'm not. I'm done. I've been wrong for the last five years, 10 years, 15 years, 18 and a half years. I've been wrong for the last 23 years. I've been wrong. Gold doesn't provide a hedge against inflation. It doesn't produce anything. I can't live off of it. It's good for a doorstop. In fact, I have one at the office. Gold bar doorstop. I really do. It's fake, of course. So please don't break in thinking you're going to steal a gold bar. Look, I, 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 I'm not here to beat up on gold bugs. I'm saying America's different. And we're also loud. And we're also, our dialogue isn't good anymore. We need to work on that. Our incredible human nature and giving nature is changing. It's changed. I've been around long enough to know that we're the nicest people in the world. And right now, we don't sound like it. Because if you don't agree with me, you're an idiot. And I don't want to hear anything you're saying. And that's how we feel. And our press isn't fair. And our Justice Department has become, for the first time in my lifetime, I'm not saying back in Hoover's days it wasn't the same thing. It comes and goes. It ebbs and flows. The 60s were gosh awful in the United States. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Our own homegrown terrorists. You see, we've been here before. But because we are different, and we fight, it gets done, and then we change leaders peacefully. Grumbling, but peacefully. We're different. And we keep innovating and creating the greatest stuff on the planet. Solving cancers and healthcare becomes better everywhere in the world. Does anybody ever talk about the fact that people just aren't starving in Africa anymore? Like every year? Like a million people don't die every year of starvation? Yeah, ho-hum, we solved that. That like 30 years ago, millions of Chinese died every year. I know, we hate China right now, so that would have been a good thing to keep them there. But you see, humankind is advancing. We are, by leaps and bounds. And yet, we look around and we feel like we're terrible. It's... Weird. We're in a bad spot. But it's not a bad spot compared to the 1960s. When I think that, and they lay that over top, I know you're here for investing, not a rah-rah speech on America. We're just in a bad spot right now. And it makes it hard for people to invest. But in spite of how you feel, all the stuff that's been going on 
with the greatest corporations in the world. And that's not all the corporations. Some of them, just like always, are becoming dinosaurs and are just kind of going away. Others, the cash flow from the corporations in the S&P 500 is literally unbelievable. Nobody predicted this five years ago, four years ago, three years. It's just the rolling of cash, the lack of opportunities everywhere else. The great abundance of the world, regardless of what you think and see, just look, look at the data. Don't feel, look at the data. Be data-driven, not feelings. Pick your leaders by data, not feelings. We look at the data, and where would you invest? If you want a broad index, invest in the NASDAQ. Done. I'm out. Thanks for tuning in. The greatest innovation, the greatest cash flows are United States corporations. They deserve to sell at historically high P.E. ratios. This is why we've been bearish for the last five years. Oh, good. That's helpful. Instead, why don't you not be bearish? Why don't you not predict? How about we look, see, What is, what is in front of us? What's right there right now? Wow. When interest rates were at zero, why are you buying bonds? What is wrong with you? Honestly, what is wrong with you? Well, I was taught the 60-40 portfolio, 60% stock, 40% bonds. That's what you do. That's what you do no matter what. Okay. How about we look at the ground conditions today when it comes to stocks? Because for the last five years, I've been told, last 10 years, probably that the Schiller Index is is like way too high. Okay, it's way too high. The Schiller P.E. Ratio Index. We were told 10, 15 years ago, this was the king of all indices to tell us what the market was going to do. And it's been wrong for at least 10 years. I mean, maybe 15. I don't, it's wrong forever. Why? Instead of just arguing with it or saying this is the way it is, this is what I was taught, I want to ask myself why. Because Europe isn't really investable because they don't do anything. And I don't mean there aren't companies there. I mean, but broadly speaking, there's, there's not very many. Generally, I don't want to put money there. Oh, the U.S. dollar is too strong. Okay. Where, what other currency do you want? Well, I don't know. It's too strong. Okay. You see what I'm getting at? Opportunities aren't everywhere. They're here. The great innovators of the world are here. They're here. And buying the next unbelievable iPhone-type company isn't a question of valuations. You buy them, you own them. They don't all work out. But you don't need very many apples or Googles, Facebooks, Amazons in your portfolio to beat everything else, to cover up all the beyond meats and stupid ideas 
that I and many others have had. Pick them. But you see, we destroy ourselves, we kick ourselves around for every bad idea we have and don't even recognize that the only reality you have is that owning the great corporations of the world is all you need to do. Just buy the S&P 500. Go home if you don't want to think about it. But it doesn't mean it won't fall tomorrow. It probably will fall tomorrow. And you'll think it's your fault because, you know, you and God, you got all the power in the world. As soon as you do something, it doesn't go out. I know. It's Murphy's Law. Yep. I control Murphy's Law, by the way. My actions do. None of us do. And we just don't recognize the fact that if you buy today and it goes down, it's not a bad decision. You buy more tomorrow. You add on downturns. And you don't know what the future is going to be. I know I've been doing this for over 40 years. Over 40 years. I've been an investor for over 50. Yeah, I started when I was a kid. And I, I just know what works. It, it, it doesn't work to trade like a maniac. If you need that action, be a sports better. Do a controlled, please. Gambling is addictive. Be careful. Probably not do it at all. Just don't. But don't do it in investing and call it investing. It's not. Chasing options and NVIDIA and all those other things just leads to a crushing blow. Headlines in the Wall Street Journal about how the average investor got crushed. Of course it does. Buying companies, putting them away, and watching them innovate and create and do amazing things. It's the easiest time ever to get rich. It's unbelievably easy, and yet everybody is running around figuring out why it won't work. When it always has. Saying it won't work and having the market have a correction doesn't make you right. Markets correct all the time. They correct all the time. Get over it. Doesn't mean anything. Markets go down, then they go to all-time highs, just like this week. This is why I think we're defying it and why we have to rethink this whole thing. Companies are doing amazing things in America. And valuations is not what we ought to be looking at. Not solely, sure. That's what I learned on too, and we'll talk about that more after this break. I learned about valuations as the whole thing. I'm telling you, that's where I was stuck 40 years ago. Things have changed. It doesn't mean we twist in the wind. But I'll talk about those changes and how we have to rethink ourselves and quit trying to predict after we take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. 580-5436-580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetsoFinancial.net. And I'll uh, get to an email here in a little bit. I... Uh, uh, I, I just wanted to uh, kind of wrap this up, if I could. Um, it's, I don't know that you can wrap it. I think it's just something you keep thinking about. I know I do. I, I just keep thinking about this. And what's changed? Um, I, I, I used to be a classic value investor, and I grew up with, you know, Graham Dodd, which is really, uh, you know, Berkshire Hathaway is founded on that, Warren Buffett. And Charlie Munger, and 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 it went on. John Templeton, Peter Lynch, Michael Price, 
all of them were talking about valuations all the time. You couldn't pay, you know, you could a, a bad company with a low enough valuation could be a good investment. Okay, Warren Buffett used to say that all the time. Or, but one of the things he also said was, you can pay a little bit more for a really great company with a big moat around it, and you should. So what's changed, and how do you change? Because obviously you don't want to pay too much. You know, and a classic example is NVIDIA, right? Nothing wrong with trimming it. Honestly, we trimmed some this week, honestly, in portfolios. Trimmed some. And, uh, but did we sell it all? Guess it was at the top? Not at all. Just, hey, it's pretty all right when something moves from 3 or 4% of a portfolio to 6, 7, 8. That's, that's what's called a win. And it's pretty rare when that happens, and it's okay to take some gains. It doesn't mean you're not still in. This is why I think also it's very important to be not all or none in our thinking, unless it's this company is not doing well anymore. I don't think it can come back. doesn't mean you're right, but that's the kind of none evaluation you have. Okay? Guessing what markets are going to do or who, when somebody's going to come up with chips that could compete against NVIDIA. Uh, that's a guessing game. I choose to do it on trimming. Now, what changed for me? A number of things changed, but the world changed. More information is available to every human being than ever in history. We all know that. But more investment information has been available for the last 25 years than we ever thought possible. Trading has become free. Free. I know people are, oh, it's all geared to the big guy or whatever. Yeah, go keep mumbling it. Give everybody your excuse for why you don't put a couple bucks away. You go into debt and your finances don't work out well. Okay? I get it. We all have to have an excuse as to why we are not living our lives responsibly. Okay? I got it. And I don't mean to be insensitive about this, but this is the easiest thing in the whole wide world to do. A cup of coffee a day, $5 a day, $150 a month is $1.1 million over a 40-year period of time. It's nothing. That's just in the S&P 500. That's not because you found Apple. It's the S&P 500. So when we talk about this, you think of things, have to think of things on a long-term basis. And what changed in the world is that people started saying, we need to reinvest more back into the business. In other words, spend the profits in future innovation. Now, companies always did that, but they did it on a lesser level. They weren't like Amazon that said, we are not going to make a profit. Don't own us if you want profits. We're not going to have any. We're going to plow everything back and to build out our network. To go from books to everything. To next day delivery to prime, streaming stuff, football games. And we all just go, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yep. That was amazing. It's amazing what they did. But in your face, you can only buy PE, low P.E. ratio stocks. Not true. And so one of the things that for me defined it was this great manager. His name was Bill Miller. He used to be with Leg Mason. Don't know where he is now. He beat the market like 15 years in a row, which he said was, you know, crazy. 
by circumstance. Nobody else touched it, but that's all right. He's he was very humble about it, really, and just yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he had had several really bad years. Okay, so if we all want to spike the football, we're going to get humbled pretty quick. But the point was he wasn't. But he made a comment one time at a conference, and I just and he went, Amazon is a value company. Now Bill Miller is a value investor, wasn't a value investor, saw things differently, and I went, whoa, that's different. That is really different. I want to think about that. So you think about that, and you think about companies that come up with things that things that make sense, right? So you look and you go, Facebook isn't making a dollar. Okay, but you know what? I, I looked at it and I went, they have, and this is, comes from understanding and losing lots of money, and I have and I did, a lot of uh, internet investments, startup companies that aren't even listed and, of course, have gone bankrupt. I learned a lot about online and what it meant to be having a successful website. It means people come see you, yes, but they stay there. and. Although Facebook was not making any money at all, continuing to burn cash left and right, they had a billion people visiting their website every single day. A billion. Two billion eyeballs looking at their website. And you know what else was astounding? They stayed there. Now, they hadn't figured out how to do ads and all those other things yet. But when you stop and you go, wait a minute, if they have a billion people, a day, more than anybody else on the planet. And they stop like nobody else does and engage. They're going to figure out how to make money. And that, in my mind, is when Facebook at infinity times earnings became investable. You see, things changed. Companies were pouring money back in. We became digital, not oh, we need another billion dollars for a factory that might have a return on equity of 10%. No, we have margins that are 70, 80%. And we have to watch what's in front of us. This is what was right in front of us and what changed. And if we get stuck, I can only buy low PE ratio companies, then you still today own Ford and General Motors that haven't budged. In fact, I think they're down over the last 30 years because they're always at low P.E. ratios. Why? Because they don't do anything right. They don't do anything long-term right. I'm not saying they're going to take a turn around. I don't know, but you, you get the point. We need to be thinking about our investment, our tactics, how we see the world on an ongoing basis. Always, always. We need to take a break. Needed to quite a while ago for Fox News. It's 580-5436, 580-KIDO. If you want to join, it's Dave at PetsoFinancial.net. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Our number is 580-5436, 580-KIDO. Uh, I got an email, and actually this came in uh, late last week, and uh, I just wanted to give everybody an update. It's just kind of neat. Um, we're going to have a, our own submarine, the USS Idaho, and people are pretty excited about that, and uh, and they should be. So we have uh, a, a relationship with an individual who's um, right there in the area in Connecticut where they're making this submarine is very heavily involved and has kept us up to date. So let's uh, let me 
just bear with me here and we'll get this. This is out of Groton, Connecticut. And on March 16th, we're coming up right on it. Uh, the ship will be christened, and um, the, the it, it's it's fantastic. It, it's really neat. But they're going to have a bottle that can uh, of champ instead of champagne. It's going to be filled with water from Lake Pend, Oriel. Hopefully, I said the Oriel part. Okay, Payette Lake, Henry's Lake, and Redfish Lake. And there's already 100 people that have signed up. 150, excuse me, to go. Idaho residents who are going to go back for this christening. So it's becoming a big deal. And they're actually going to be putting in a new beer for this christening. So, uh, And there are going to be a lot of celebrations locally, so look for those. Uh, very excited. So, uh, Mike, thank you so much for sending, uh, keeping us uh, posted on all of this. And uh, you can always look it up under SSN, okay, SSN799.org, SSN799.org which is the USS Idaho website, okay? So you, you can see where they're doing, and they're coming up with spud juice. Now, the, the boys on the boat, uh, I, I'm sure there's some ladies, pardon me, uh, on the boat, uh, came up with the name. It stands for Special Purpose Underwater Drink. And apparently Sockeye is brewing it for, at least has the uh, recipe for it, and uh, coming up with it for the celebration. So they look for a beer that you can get a commemorative beer uh, coming up soon. So that, I think it's very exciting and fun, and I wanted to bring everybody up to speed with that. So, Mike, once again, thank you for keeping us posted, and I'm sure we'll hear much, much more uh, in, in the days ahead. All right. Now, back to what we were talking about, right, which is thinking about the markets in a, in, in a current way rather than our historic way. And I know, I know in my own mind when I think about this, I think about things in my life that I do or I think about in, the, in an old way, all things. And it doesn't mean I twist in the wind by any stretch. I don't, I don't think that's true at all. I believe that Warren Buffett, Peter Lynch, Michael Price, well, I already know Warren Buffett has, uh, Michael Price and, and my hero, John Templeton, would absolutely be investing differently. Were they alive and investors today? Of course they would, because the world changes. And John Templeton said it, in my mind, the very best way possible, because he said two different things, and that's the tension between these two. And that is, the most dangerous words in investing are, this time it's different. Okay, that's the most dangerous words. And, and that's true, absolutely true. Trees don't grow to the sky, this time it's different, PE ratios don't matter, or book values don't matter, sales don't matter. Hey, all those things are dangerous. Absolutely, you don't throw away what you've learned. But on the other hand, he also said, it's always different. Now, isn't that, the t isn't that interesting? where both are 100% true and both can be 100% wrong. Isn't that the perfect tension? And it is. What is different? What's materially, fundamentally different is different than saying, eh, valuations don't matter anymore. No, it's totally different. They do matter. But what are we basing them on? 
you see, things have changed. And so now you can value things more on cash flow than on profits because that's what matters. How many billions is the company making this quarter in free cash flow that they can spend any way to innovate, buy other companies, pay out dividends, buy back stock, whatever they want, when they want. If AI is the thing, spend it. Go. Go. Go stay in business. Go be relevant. Don't say, oh, well, our P ratio or whatever. No, it's cash flow, man. It's cash flow. And right now we need to spend. This is not inside information by any stretch of the imagination because Google already talks about it, but we also know Google engineers. They're like, man, are we ever spending money on AI? It's unbelievable. So maybe they're not spending as much on something else. Maybe they're spending every dime that's flowing through the door, period, on AI and still keeping up the other moonshots that they have. It's cash flow. What can we do? What are we growing? What are we working on? And we get stuck in our investment world and listen to people that have been wrong for years, maybe decades of years, as to why something is overpriced, overvalued, over this, over that, and runs charts that are only half-truths. We see that all the time. I'll give you an example right now that's very real. It's true. It's something to worry about and keep our eyes on. It is not a reason to sell and run for the hills. And that is we're seeing record credit card balances and have for a while. Well, if you have a credit card balance, your spending is completely out of control. It just is. Everybody knows it because nobody can afford 20-plus percent interest rates. It has to be paid off every month. And so it tells you by record numbers people aren't. They're completely out of control. Part of that, I equate to the absurdity that was, and I'm certainly not going to just invest or blame, excuse me, JoJo. JoJo the monkey boy is not the only one. Trump did too. Just throw trillions of dollars at the population for not working. Teach them that what they need to do is just have free money and throw it at people and, and teach them a whole new lifestyle that they didn't work for or earn. What do you think they're going to do post-pandemic? The same thing. They're going to take their family bowling, and it costs only $150 because you need some fries and burgers for everybody. And we just keep doing it because that's what we did. But this time it goes on the credit card. doesn't end well. We are at record problems for those folks. There's no doubt about it. None. It's a problem. But it is not a debt problem for the United States. Not now. Not yet. Record uh, defaults on autos. Sub 
standard autos, substandard. You know the word I'm looking for, but subprime. People can't borrow money. They never pay their bills. So it's okay. We can buy a car. You've seen the car lots, right? Everybody gets credit. Sure you do. As long as you paid way too much for the car. Because why are cars different? They can take it back. They'll tow it out of your driveway. They will take it with them. And they will then resell it to somebody else if you don't pay for it. And the interest rates are, you know, 20% or whatever they are. They're huge. Huge. But that's not going to take down the United States. But those are charts you hear about, see about all the time. Sure, there are indications that things aren't working well on the low end of the scale. Low end is not human beings. It means low incomes, low ability to repay things. And in my mind, too, a low ability to change the family dynamic and change their life. Change it. Change the direction of the family. Because the family's always overspent, always gotten in trouble, and just doesn't get the basic finances and how to get out from under it. And that's too bad. But there's nothing there that says that the deficit, the, uh, uh, if you will, the mortgage loans are all, it's 2008 again. But that's what they do if they're trying to sell gold. You know, it's, it's all the world is ending. All the world is ending. And that's where people live. They're told to live there because that sells stuff. Eyeballs to negative-oriented websites that also sell gold. Yeah, if you want to own gold, own gold. Okay, it's not an anti-gold program. That's not the whole point of this. The whole point is it doesn't work. We keep looking for bottoms, like permanent bottoms, or tops, if you will. And people have talked about this for 50 years that I've taught, that I've thought about investing. In 40 years, I've been for over 40 years, I've been in the industry. Same stuff. Recycled. And we just have to rethink it in a lot of ways. And now it's noisy in different ways. You know, it is different this time because it's noisier. It's more angry and loud and sad. We've never lived so well and felt so crappy. It's, and that's sad. We shouldn't be there. God has blessed America unbelievably, and we just don't feel like it. And that's sad. That's really sad. That's not being very grateful at all. Our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetsoFinancial.net. Final breakup coming. We've got a few minutes on the backside. We'll be right back. Hello, and uh, thanks again for joining us. You know, um, it is, uh, it's such a pleasure to be here with you, and I, I just thank you so much for letting me do this for so many years, at 35, six years or something on radio, maybe seven years, 37 years. Crazy amount of time. Thank you. And if you want to catch anything, our podcasts, uh, other information, go to our website. It's uh, petsofinancial.com. Calculators and all kinds of things are there. And also, of course, we're available in Apple and Google 
um, you know, apps as well for our podcast. All right. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and run to Terry. Terry, how are you today? Oh, we made it. Hot diggity. Yeah. Good morning, Professor. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, with all the negativity going on out in the co- the country these days and whatnot, shouldn't we just buy uh, defense stocks to cover for Gog and Magog coming up? Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> actually, actually, I, I had a. He's passed away now, but he lived to be into his hundreds, and uh, and he was a pilot and uh, just a great guy, just a super great guy. But one of the things he always said is that. Do not sell my defense company. That's it. And and they did very well for him <laughs> for all these yeah. years because we do we do spend a lot. And really, these are high-tech companies now, and I think that's one of the things that people miss as well. For example, uh, as we're thinking about it for technology, you've got your Honeywell. You've got your Raytheons. And, yes, they both provide cockpits and things like that. They're high-tech companies in what we typically think about as, you know, well, an HVAC system is not high tech. Yes, it is now. Yeah, they are, especially if you're talking about the big ones in the buildings, right? Oh so, yeah, try to buy a, a a repairman these days. Absolutely, absolutely. It's like a car, right? You have to, you're, they're technicians. They're not auto auto mechanics anymore. They're technicians, and they are technicians. They know how to plug them in and read them. That's what they do. <laughs> so it's a different ball game. Different ball game for sure out there. But yes. The defense, may, the defense industry is one of the most high-tech industries that we don't really think of as high-tech. It's amazing, and, um, and those companies probably ought to be bought anytime, whether we're in the midst of a war or not. Well, anyway, I just thought I'd try to put a little levity out there as, as, pissed, <laughs> or pardon me, as upset as everybody is with everything these days. Well, I, I, I appreciate that, Terry, and everybody is. And I, I, I hope that, uh, you know, it's like I said uh, with Kevin Miller, I get up uh, and, and most days, unfortunately, I say, Lord, help me get through and not be angry uh, about things I don't want to be angry about. I just, you know, we have enough problems in our life, but starting off angry because we're angry about what's going on in the pol- political world isn't helping us for sure. If, if you want to do that, pick the be strategic about it. Pick the person you really want to piss off the worst and do it well. And there you enjoy go. Enjoy the heck out of it. It's <laughs> oh, good, Terry. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. You have a good rest of the day. All right, you too, sir. Good day. Thank you, thank you. And with that, we need to close this up. Please, any comments, whatever. PetsoFinancial.com. Appreciate you, and have a beautiful weekend. We'll talk to you live next week.